Welcome to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. This is Alexandra Loves, and I'm with my furry cosmic guardians, Cyrus and Bisu, joyfully coming to you from the moon garden where wisdom is nourished, awakening is embraced, and fun is encouraged. Yo, are you alive? What can you let go of in this moment? What can you allow in? (laughs) So I went through an initiation today. I was sitting all nice and warm, wrapped in a towel, chatting with a friend, and I was all steamed up from a bath I was in, and I hear this sound from my bathroom. And I knew exactly what happened because I could see it in my mind's eye because I had already been told in clear terms that this would happen and I didn't pay attention or I forgot or I don't know what. And I got to the bathroom and I saw my beautiful, trusty, rose gold laptop taking a swim in the draining water. It was completely submerged. Ah, (laughs) yes. And there was my beautiful cosmic guardian, Cyrus the feline in all his glory, sitting on the side of the tub, daring to look startled at my urgency, not because of the technology deep in the water, but because I was having a silly human tragedy. (laughs) What had happened was... I was listening to something through my computer and it was soothing. So I put it on the stool next to my bathtub. And then I, when I finished soaking, I left it there and he likes to jump up and he likes to knock things over. And a few weeks ago I had done the same thing. And after I got out of the tub, I was smart enough to move the computer. And right after I did that, I saw Cyrus, this feline that I live with, jump up on the stool and the stool tipped over towards the tub, and I heard inside my voice, it was like I even heard it in my body, and it said, if you leave something there, he will knock it into the tub. It was very specific and very clear, and I forgot until the very next time, which was today, and I brought the laptop to the bath, and (sighs) so (laughs) how is this initiation, Alexandra? Like, is it an initiation to be a smarter cat lady? Well, it could be. It could be. Is it, uh, is there a spirit trying to communicate with me? Maybe. Maybe. But there is this thing I learned. Well, I relearned it back in a time when I was feeling lost and I was feeling like I couldn't trust my intuition, what was inside me. I was having a hard time navigating. There's a lot of toxic people in my life and I just didn't know which way to turn. I felt untrusting. There was always something toxic or always something controlling or always something that I did not like, like right there in front of me. And so I had a mentor who told me straight up, your intuition, it is always on and it is always aligned with my highest good. And I had never heard somebody before that say this in such clear terms. It rang inside me. It was an initiation to a a wisdom. And she also said that the wisest thing I can do is pay attention, explore the messages that I get through my intuition, and follow. And this wisdom turned out to be great wisdom for me. It's something that continues to get initiated within me over and over 
I mean, how many times have I thought in my life, oh, I knew that was going to happen when the thing happens that I already knew was going to happen. It's already in my mind's eye or I, or I felt it and I did it anyway, or I didn't do the thing and it happens. And I bet you've been there too. Sometimes it seems like initiation is a thing that happens once and then it's over. But the experience of initiation is alive and it's ongoing and there are patterns that repeat that bring us back because sometimes we forget. Uh, they bring us back because sometimes we stopped doing the thing that we, we learned. That initiation, the concepts of that initiation about my intuition was pretty simple to understand. It wasn't always simple to put into my life. There were a lot of ups and downs and I'm still learning. I'll, I'll forever be a learner about myself in this life. But there's also this experience of life. I mean, we're living in a world where taking care of ourselves is is not always the easiest thing. There's distractions and there's pressures and there's new love and also experiencing grief and, and loss and sometimes not knowing what to do and finding out that all the things that we're doing maybe weren't enough for what we're trying to accomplish. And then there's the paperwork and fighting the patriarchy and these ridiculous borders and the inhumanity that we're witnessing every day and their tanks and their bombs and their guns and what they put into our heads. This is why initiations are alive and they cycle back because the distractions of this world are many or because we might get scared of, of what comes up, what activates us in us when there is an initiation, or we might have not even recognized an initiation at all. We might just not be paying close attention to it. Sometimes they cycle back because we are doing well but there's a higher learning. Now there's a higher learning for us and we are ready to receive it. And this initiation around my own intuition continues to return to further align me with the guidance of my spiritual team, you know, my spirits, my ancestors, and we'll get more into that on another episode. And I've noticed this clear pattern that when I'm consistent with my meditation, my cleansing, clearing my mind, my ritual. And honestly, sometimes it's not even about that stuff. It's whatever practices I'm doing that nourish me in that phase of my life. I've noticed that my relationship with my intuition is flowing and that I'm focused on hearing the guidance clearly and I engage with it and there's something being activated and I learn and then I follow. Even if I am scared and, and need the courage, I still will follow through and in those times, maybe I would remember not to let computers get dunked into bathtubs. <laughs> and I admit the last two weeks, there was a couple of times where I wish I hadn't gone against my intuition. Maybe I wasn't taking care of myself so well in the last two weeks and I was having some troubles and I was definitely distracted. And in those moments, you know, I just, I just didn't, I didn't remember. <laughs> So what I was talking about was pretty gentle, even though the consequences were pretty big, but initiation can come in so many different ways. Sometimes it comes as a sickness or a death, something unpleasurable. And the reason I'm engaging with you on this subject is because as an earth community, we are going through a massive initiation right now, and it applies to every single one of us. No one is left out of this. The initiation that's happening right now is a rapid growth, and that's caused so much pain and overwhelm in our communities, and we are literally tearing each other apart and sometimes killing each other. 
And it has also inspired some of the greatest lessons of compassion and healing that we may not have known we were capable of in the past. We're going through a global birthing process for a better new world, but depending on how we engage with it, not everyone is going to the new world. Some people will be stuck. Some people will allow themselves to be swindled. Some are going to die mad. Some will sell themselves and their children to avoid, do anything to avoid this growth that we're being initiated into together. But before I go on about that, I want to share a little more clarity about initiation, especially since spirituality is weaved into our engagements here on this audio space. There are so many ways to perceive and experience initiation. And over the years of exploring spirituality, I've seen some stuff and I've learned some stuff. Initiations are here to activate us in some aspect, to activate us in some way. And if we pay attention, we can grow or manifest something that we desire. We can become more whole through an initiatory process. And it's not all rainbows and lollipops. Initiation can drag you through the mud or can land on you like a feather. And the experience that happens after the initiation is a mystery because depending on the person, what activates could be anything. A healer could be born or something nasty might emerge. All of us are experiencing initiations that can show up in many different ways. There aren't rules to how it happens unless we're talking about specific spiritual practice. We'll get into that in just a minute. Um, I worked with a lady who had a really close, intimate relationship with rivers and river water, and she was definitely a water medicine woman. And she's very close, very close with rivers and water to a point where whenever she had this duty that whenever she was close with what to a river, she would dance naked in the moonlight whenever possible, even in the snow. <laughs> Uh, and she felt like she drew power from this river, uh, whichever river she was in. And it was a healing place for her, even since she was a child. And she has all sorts of initiatory experiences she shares that she's had with water. And that's a sacred relationship. Uh, and, and the initiation, the original initiation for her had to do with when she was a kid and she almost drowned in a river and she had this experience where the river saved her. And it's a beautiful story. And, and this is just one way that people can experience initiation. We see people experience some sort of initiation with instruments through relationship. There's a difficult initiation that many of us share, and that's being in a relationship with an abusive partner. It's not pretty. I don't wish it on anyone, but surviving that experience will initiate something in someone. There's other initiations, like ones that we won't understand. I used to live in Massachusetts, and there was a family I was pretty close to, and there was this family initiation that happened, and that was getting your first Patriots jersey. If you don't know, Patriots is a football team. This is officially the longest I will probably talk about football on this podcast. But when you got into a certain age, you got to have one of the season tickets that the family had, and you would get this oversized jersey that you were supposed to wear from the time you're this little kid. You know, they're like rolling up the sleeves and tucking into the belt all the way until when you're an adult. And that jersey you were meant to wear to every game or in every single game day. And it was initiation because... It made that kid feel more part of the family, more part of the tribe. It was almost like a coming to age. Now, I don't understand it. I don't get it, but that was very real for them. There's also initiation that happens in spiritual structures. And if you're in 
any spiritual community, especially here in the States, you will hear all sorts of people talking about how they were initiated into something. And, you know, people make up whole religions and community based on new agey, disconnected, and often super toxic philosophies. And they'll charge people their firstborn to get initiated and to learn the secrets that only their priestesses can know. And there's great mysteries and you can know them too for $30,000 of ritual. And I know, I know that this is not all spiritual practices that were made up in the United States, but there are many here that follow that kind of vibe. (laughs) And you'll also hear about people who initiated themselves to a goddess or a deity uh, uh, some sort of spiritual being that's not even part of their culture. So caution, caution, and be aware that in some spiritualities, especially indigenous ones all over the world, initiations happen in very specific ways, sacred ways for specific people. And they're often personal and each initiation is in accordance with the individual's spiritual makeup, their family, their potentials, there are conferences with ancestors involved. You know, whole groups of practitioners might be involved. There's so many layers of, of what happens. And those who try to mimic those or go through corrupt channels end up with psychological problems and sickness and death. And unfortunately, the people that they work with and that they serve are not immune to catching their dirt. Colonizing spirituality is a dangerous game. And it's my intention to support the gentleness of your flow in your continued awakening. (laughs) Having said that, though I am personally very careful about who I get close to when it comes to spirituality, I have compassion for anyone seeking this like deeper connection, these deeper ties with the spiritual world, because our connection with spirit, our union with earth and our relationships with ancestors, those have been stripped from us. And this is the very wound we all share, and it's part of the fuel of the initiation that we're experiencing right now. And if you go as far back as you can until you find ancestors right before they're colonized, or even further back, you are going to find beautiful practices that connect people to nature and spirit, and these, these nature and spirit worlds through ritual, ceremony, and initiation. We lived as communities that took care of each other's family. We navigated through life cleanly based on our inner guidance in union with nature, which had been cultivated since birth. We had tangible relationships with our ancestors. We didn't question if we were enough because we lived in communities that embraced our uniqueness in our journeys. We honored the young. We took care of our elders. There was an importance that every single person was nourished and safe. There was space for us to be in our gifts and the time for us to develop and practice them. We were celebrated for who we were as spirits in human bodies. And we sang and we danced and we played. And every human on this planet right here, right now, is longing for this way of life or something that resembles this way of life. Because it's natural for us to live in union with nature and with ourselves in communities. And you can see that reflected in where the healing world is focused. You can see it in some select activism, and you can definitely see that in the world of our current independent artists. And I will add a few links to those artists in the show notes. That all was stripped away from us. 
And if you look at any writing that really truthfully talks about how to colonize or dismantle a culture, you'll see evidence of that. And if you don't have time for that kind of research, then please go check the tactics of any toxic or manipulative person in place of leadership and power. It's clear how those things were stripped from us. We've been calling out for help. Like every person on this planet, we cannot tolerate this current way of life. It's depriving us from living in a way that feels right to our spirits, that is right for our spirits. And I think it's obvious the way that our society is built up around us, um, the ways that it's not working. And I don't think I have to explain that further. We all feel it. We all see it. And for reference, today is February 26, 2022. So whether it be 500 or 5,000 years ago, we're all wounded in this way. And there's a through line of anger and grief and longing. There's a lostness because of this wound as palpable. I mean, open social media for 60 seconds and you'll see it amplified by 10. (sighs) We've been asking for this wound to be healed for a long time. And we've reached a critical mass of beings that have woken up and have become aware of this wound in one way or another. They might not be able to name exactly what it is or talk about in the way we're talking about it right now, but they're aware and they're asking for something better. And our numbers are growing And it has brought us to this moment, which is a Jupiter-sized initiation. This initiation that's happening right here, right now, it's happening on many different levels within us, within our friends, our communities, societies, countries. All the systems are being affected by what is being activated inside us. And I started noticing a few years ago in sessions with people, no matter what they were coming to the session for, there were these common themes our world is sick. Not our earth, but like the systems we're, we're living in. We can't sustain this way of life. We want to be close to the land and live on the land. We're looking to connect with ancestries and spirituality that makes sense, that is natural for us. We long for community with a common goal. We want to express creatively. There's a union between all of us that is being realized in this initiation. I don't have any intentions of excusing putting children in cages, lynching men in the streets, the endless dynamics of genocides of indigenous people all over the world. And I am deeply hurt by the constant colonization of Mama Africa. I also know that we're being shown every expression possible that is tied to the wound we all share. We are being confronted with the tangible results of what was built that is so completely against our nature as creative spiritual beings. It's an initiation. It isn't fun or easy, but if we desire, it is a time to allow ourselves to be activated. And I don't know what that means for you. I don't, I don't know what it exactly means. It's a personal sacred journey. And I support you walking that path. It could be that you Start a simple morning ritual, you know, baby steps. It could be going to therapy, like big leaps. It could be, you might be a freedom fighter. Uh, It could be getting a cat for a companion. It is normal to be fearful and angry about what's happening in our world. It's valid that you might have fear about what's coming alive in you during these times. I sure am. (laughs) And wherever you're at, 
you know, if, if you take large leaps or baby steps until your dying day, please allow this initiation to activate you to be who you are, to speak your truth, to love yourself deeply. I bless all of our journeys through this great initiation and the activations that follow. It's not too late to make a change in your direction. It's not too late for humanity either. And I hold the truth that we will experience a better new world and that it's closer than we think if we find our way to creating together with nature. (laughs) So speak your truth, spread your love, stay alive. Thank you for joining me in this ever-evolving audio space called Woke Wisdom Podcast. I'm Alexandra Loves, and I look forward to reconvening next week with a guest. Be blessed. The original and healthy beats for this podcast were created by Quincy Davis. His details are in the show notes. Woke Wisdom Podcast episodes are written hosted, produced, and edited by me, Alexandra Loves. My guests, of course, bring their own wisdom. If you have any questions you want me to answer on the podcast, you can email me at wokewisdompodcast at gmail.com or even better, text the podcast at 601-301-6974. I would be so grateful if you helped me share these messages far and wide by boosting the podcast with good reviews on Apple Podcasts or by sharing the episodes with friends and groups and families on social media. That would be so awesome. It just takes a few moments and a few clicks. Click, 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 clicky, click. Be blessed and I'll see you next week. Oh, one more thing. They told me I needed a disclaimer, so cue the music. Let's do this. The information in all podcast episodes and corresponding materials, the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves, are provided for general, informational, and explorative purposes only. It is not professional advice. Any content provided by Alexandra Loves, guests, bloggers, sponsors, or authors are of their own opinion and not intended to defame, slander, or malign any person, place, or thing. No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or attached material. Alexandra Loves and her guests are not therapists, counselors, physicians, unless otherwise stated. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast or corresponding materials to treat any mental, physical, or medical condition in either yourself or others. Please seek out appropriate professionals for help. Privacy matters to the Woke Wisdom Podcast. People, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast may be changed to protect confidentiality. Through this podcast and corresponding materials, you're able to link to other websites which are not under the control of this podcast or Alexandra Loves. The inclusion of any links does not necessarily imply a recommendation or endorse the views expressed within them. In no event is the Woke Wisdom Podcast or Alexandra Loves liable for any loss or damage, including without limitation, indirect or consequential loss or damage, or any loss and damage whatsoever arising from your interaction with this podcast or corresponding materials. This podcast and all corresponding materials should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever. This podcast and all corresponding material is owned and copyrighted by Alexandra Loves. You are welcome to download and play the podcast and share with others for personal use. Please acknowledge the Woke Wisdom Podcast with Alexandra Loves as the source of the material. You may not, except without our express written permission, distribute or commercially exploit the content. Email wokewisdompodcast at alexandraloves.com to attain written permission.